Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. We will soon begin the year 2024, and many people will do something they do at the beginning of every year. They make a New Year's resolution. They resolve to accomplish something. One of the most common resolutions involves losing weight. What is different about this year is that several new weight loss drugs are on the market that could ease the process. Instead of dieting, not eating certain enjoyable foods, counting calories, and exercising, some people can now turn to the new weight loss drugs that were approved by the Food and Drug Administration. Two companies offer what they believe to be the answer to the weight loss issue. Novo Nordisk offers Ozembek. And Eli Lilly makes Manjaro, and it just received approval for another diet pill called ZepBound. These drug makers have garnered a great deal of attention, and their stock prices, especially Eli Lilly's, have skyrocketed. We will not focus on the drug makers today. Their stock prices, as we said, have already risen significantly. We will, however, watch them for future developments. Instead, we will consider a snack and beverage company that previously produced high-calorie and tasty, I might add, snacks and beverages. That company is PepsiCo, the maker of Pepsi-Cola, Mountain Dew, and other beverages, sugary beverages, I might add. It also owns Frito-Lay, the makers of numerous snacks, including potato chips and Fritos, just to name two. While the diet pill makers saw their stock prices increase, companies such as PepsiCo saw their stock prices fall. PepsiCo has fallen 7% this year. Stock analysts say the decline was more about sentiment than metrics. Investors apparently assumed that the diet drugs would curb consumers' desire for snacks. Those fears may have been exaggerated. Another snack maker, Mondelez, predicts that diet drugs would have a small impact on sales and expects declines of about a half a percent to one percent on snack sales. Some weight loss drugs are expensive and may not be covered by some insurance policies. Also, some consumers just don't want to take medications. It is likely that we are in a, a little early to understand the impact of diet drugs on the snack industry or even on the weight loss industry. But we know what PepsiCo has been doing. It has adjusted its approach to making its products based on the trend of consumers becoming more and more health conscious. In fact, Pepsi has been working on this for some time. It already offers 
zero sugar Pepsi Cola, Gatorade, and other beverages. It purchased Rockstar Energy Beverages in 2020 and Cytosport in 2019. Cytosport makes protein shakes and bars. It is interesting to note that there are some concerns about the weight loss drugs, that when people lose weight, they may lose muscle mass. And to compensate, it may be suggested that they consume protein shakes and bars. Interesting that Pepsi got into that field. In 2018, it bought Bear Foods, a dried fruit maker. It is working on low-sodium snacks that still provide the taste craved by many consumers. So currently, it's, it's working on a formula for its Frito-Lay potato chips to have them taste as salty as ever, but not contain as much sodium. An interesting concept should they succeed. As you can see, Pepsi was concerned about healthy food preferences well before the diet drugs hit the market. Analysts expect Pepsi to continue its pivot from sugary and salty snacks. Pepsi has also changed its packaging for some of its high-calorie products to make them more attractive and smaller in size. This also makes them more profitable. The companies Pepsi acquired are relatively small in comparison to its other operations, but they can take advantage of Pepsi's massive and efficient global distribution network. Pepsi will be able to offer the acquired products to new markets, and that should positively impact its bottom line. Let's consider some of the metrics, the numbers that impact stock prices. In the past year, Pepsi was able to raise prices on most of its products. It expects revenue to increase more than 4.5% to more than $90 billion next year. It anticipates that new equipment investments will help improve profit margins while reducing expenses. PepsiCo's third quarter results show that the company continues to effectively navigate complex economic conditions. The standout figure was a 16% rise in core constant currency earnings per share for the period. That led to an update on guidance for that metric to 13% growth for the full year as compared to the prior forecast of 12%. This figure signifies not just raw profit, but efficient cost management and operational strength which is especially important in fluctuating economic conditions. PepsiCo's ability to outperform its EPS projections suggests a robust business strategy capable of adjusting to challenges like inflation and pricing pressures. The U.S. and global economies have been difficult to operate during recent years. COVID, supply chain issues, record inflation, and other problems have, ch have been challenging, to say the least. Pepsi's most recent profits the third for the third quarter demonstrate its ability to handle its challenges. It improved operations and became much more efficient. And this can be attributable, attributed to its sound business strategy. PepsiCo's recent performance in the face of rising inflation and market volatility comes down to more than numbers. 
It's also about strategic foresight and adaptability. It managed commodity inflation, an important and significant problem, by focusing on forward buying actions. This mitigates the impact of inflation. PepsiCo continually examines its cost structure and emphasizes productivity and the elimination of unnecessary cost. These measures include investments in digitalization and global business services, reflecting a strong commitment to operational efficiency. It shows that the company is a well-managed one that is proactive in its approach to maintaining profitability amid economic shifts. This helps it navigate economic uncertainties. PepsiCo's diverse business model, spanning both beverages and convenience foods, has been a key factor in its enduring success. This product diversity helps in mitigating risks and tapping into varied consumer preferences across different markets. The numbers speak for themselves. In the third quarter, Frito-Lay North America reported revenue of over 9 point, I'm sorry, over $5.9 billion, a notable increase from around $5.5 billion the year before. PepsiCo Beverages North America also showed strong growth, with revenues rising to more than $7.1 billion from $6.6 billion the prior year. This robust performance in key segments demonstrates PepsiCo's capacity to generate consistent revenue streams across its diversified portfolio. PepsiCo's upward revision for 2024 with its expectations of high organic revenue and earnings per share growth signals continued momentum and confidence in its long-term strategy. Investors looking at PepsiCo will find a compelling mix of stability and potential growth. The company's diversified portfolio, balancing beverage and and snack segments across global markets, offers a buffer against market volatility. PepsiCo stands out as a prudent investment choice. Its ability to effectively manage economic headwinds, coupled with a promising growth trajectory for 2024, underscores its potential as a resilient and forward-looking company. PepsiCo's solid fundamentals, strategic diversity, and proactive management approach make it worth considering as an investment. PepsiCo's beta, a measure of market risk, is 0.54, meaning that its stock price for the past five years has been about half as risky as the overall market. This is a positive consideration for cautious investors. This year, PepsiCo raised its dividend by 10%. It currently yields more than 3%. This was the 51st consecutive year that PepsiCo raised its dividend. It is a member of the exclusive club of companies that are called Dividend Kings. Only 50 companies have earned that designation. Many analysts hold this company in high regard. Morningstar has given it an investment rating of four stars out of a possible five. Refinitiv expects its stock price to outperform the market, and Argus rates it a buy.
It currently sells for about $165 per share. Purchasing this stock on down market days is worth considering. It is a suitable investment for a well-diversified and cautious portfolio. We will continue to watch this stock. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.